0: Just when you thought I would never come back, I'm here to tell you I'd never left. Guys, I've told you this. I have always podcasted, even when I wasn't here. I've worked on two shows. It was in my heart to have co-hosts. So I did um, a female co-host on Raining Opinions and I wanted to do a male co-host and I'm doing that with Who Gets Love, right? I have been recording consistently. Up until probably March of 2023. Okay. And I'm taking a break, but a short break. I need to figure something out. I need to see something really quick. All right. So, what I'm going to do here, because you guys are still listening to something, I figured I'd give you some new content, but it's going to be who gets love content. Right. And I need you guys to understand that it's highly likely that you're going to like what you hear. And when you do, you're going to want to hear more. But in order to do that, you're going to have to go to Spotify, Apple, Google. You're going to have to find other podcast providers because there are no episodes of Who Gets Love on SoundCloud, okay? So you're going to have to do your Googles and your research to hear more episodes. We're out there. We're out here. You're just going to have to find us because we're not on here. Make sense? All right. Now I'm going to be releasing more Who Gets Love content here, but I will not give you all parts. You're going to have to do your work if you want to hear a complete series. All right. Now, this is important to me because... As someone who has been consistently podcasting, I want you guys to hear that, you know, and um, I want to know if you like it. And I know I ask y'all to talk to me or tell me or give me feedback all the time, but I feel like you're going to communicate with me even if you don't communicate with me regarding if you like the show. It's foolproof. I think. <laughs> Either way, um, you guys may know There Go BJ, right? I call him BJ. Me and BJ came together and we created Who Gets Love. It's a relationship podcast. And when I think of who gets love, I think of three different things. I think of who actually understands love. Who actually, you know, gains the love and attention they want And who actually can say they have love, right? Now, I know you probably think, okay, the gets love and gains love and has love kind of the same. No, it isn't. You know, like think about the popular podcast. They get, you know, 20 million downloads in the first five minutes, right? They definitely get love. (laughs) I can't say who gets love is getting love, right? But we put love into the episodes and... I know that uh, a lot of our processing and the way we exchange may be a little tough. That's why we need your feedback, right? We need your feedback so we can understand some things about maybe our delivery or how we interact and how we go into topics. And if it's clear or unclear or whatever the issue may be, we need feedback on that. Because me and BJ seem to understand each other for the most part at least enough to have what we feel are great conversations. So I'm inviting you. In fact, I am bringing it to you to listen and enjoy yourself. And if you like what you hear, please find us on the other podcast providers and listen to your heart's content. There's tons of material out there. Okay, guys. Now, at the end of this show, I'll come back. And again, tell you where to find it. You'll have to listen to the end to get the deets on where to find the show. But beyond that, enjoy.
1: So I've been waiting on this conversation for quite some time. And the reason why I'm so excited to finally get to this is because we get to pick apart people for why compensation and the potluck has been so disturbing for so many people in that process like you don't really understand what you bring to the table you don't understand what you're worth but you're stepping to people with this idea of being willing to experience love courtship relationship and all of the things that come with togetherness or a companionship and my whole argument is going to be centered around availability does not mean willing so today we're going to finally get into what is called the willingness
0: know who gets love with crystal and bj
1: I know that me and Crystal are going to have one of those conversations where she ain't going to like, or it's not going to be that so much that she don't like what I say, but she's going to have some alterations to make to (laughs) what I say. So true. where do you stand in willingness as the woman in the conversation?
0: So, my willingness is a little different from yours, right? Because you're saying availability Mm -hmm. doesn't mean willingness. Well, mine is I don't feel like you are available until you're willing. So, (laughs) that's the difference in our perspective. So, I feel like we can play with both of our ideas and our approaches and still make great content with tearing each other's ideas down or building them up however whatever (laughs)
1: okay however it works out
0: but like i i I appreciate your perspective and i can't wait and hopefully you're just as excited about mine
1: yeah i'm always excited to to find out (sighs) yeah that's what it is i'm always excited to find out when i'm wrong (laughs) if i'm wrong right because When we have these conversations, a lot of times I am triggered. Mm -hmm. Most of the times we have the back and forth because I just remember what it felt like to be this person in this scenario. Whereas not really having the clarity and the idea of where I could have handled things differently or how I could have approached conversations or circumstances differently. I just remember what I felt. And that's pretty much like people in these spaces that we're in, where we're just trying to figure out like, why is it so difficult to just love somebody or to just enjoy Mm -hmm. a person? And ironically, I think for most people, they would have thought that willingness would have been before the other two topics we've already covered right like I mean it's not a a certain order that people can actually understand at this particular point right because we communicate compensation as if to say what do you bring to the table right what is it that you're bringing that I can benefit from or when we talk about the potluck it's almost like that's just a family issue. That's not necessarily something that you can bring to me because I'm not even sure if I wanna be with you just yet. So the order in which we're approaching things is really bringing the willingness conversation full circle and full frontal for a lot of people and they just don't know it yet. (laughs) But availability is of course a benefit to willingness, Uh but it doesn't mean you're willing. And I've experienced so many people in my lifetime, women in particular, that have presented themselves as available, but have withdrawn themselves from every possible thing that I can gain. And whether that be attention, whether that's affection, when it's appropriate for where we are, the answers to the questions I may have addressing some of the marks I see that bear emotional wounds, a lot of things that I can recognize, and how you show your mannerisms and all those things. And for the most part, I begin to realize that the idea of having something of your own can definitely make you make certain moves prematurely before you're actually ready for the process. So I just want to deal with me and how I feel about willingness being an issue with women in particular because it's just basically stating availability it's not saying what I honestly want to give a man what I honestly want to share in partnership what I honestly feel like a man deserves from me it's not that conversation it's more or less saying somebody's son as if it can be anybody but it just has to be the right somebody. You're not being particular about the people that you've already encountered. Mm -hmm. Now you're just leaving it open to the best case scenario or the best contestant at this particular point. And that's really offensive. Well, it's becoming offensive at this point, but get into what you feel because I feel like I'm about to rant too much.
0: (laughs) Okay. so. Like I said, you're not available until you're willing. So for me, I want to speak on the behalf of the women who are paying attention to themselves and you know their experiences and they are noticing they want a different outcome, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of work involved to understand where you stand and where you actually want to be. And how to get to where you want to be. So there are some things that you may have to change about yourself, right? Right. There are some things that you might have to accept you aren't doing or just isn't good enough. And when I thought about that, like when I was like taking my notes as far as like my perspective, I kind of was like, oh, this is touchy for me even because I know how hard it is for me to accept that I'm not good at something or I'm not doing well at something, or I'm letting somebody down, you know? So I know how touchy that can be because I always want to feel adequate. I always want to feel like I'm self-sufficient and I can figure anything out. But to truly be willing, I feel like you have to be honest and accept your, you know, shortcomings and what you need to do to put yourself in position for what you really want. So it is like a huge process of undoing the bad habits. Even if you come, you know, to the dating realm with a great understanding of what you want, but you still are, you still have your potluck habits in tow. Like you have to, it's an undoing of all of that. So I really feel like this willingness changes from my perspective because it's like, you're not gaming somebody like the approach that you're experiencing and that you want to tear apart is not what the woman that I'm speaking for is doing because she had to do the work to understand I'm not available until I'm willing to change Mm -hmm.
1: okay so I'm going to piggyback off of where you are with a point Mm -hmm. that I think benefits men in this conversation one of the things that I think is very important for us to understand in terms of willingness is reciprocation is one thing but it is so important for women to understand that a man's heart needs to be protected as well Mm -hmm. we pride ourselves on making the man tougher than we should whereas he may need to be tender or a little bit more um, sensitive to the type of ways in which he needs to be treated. So there needs to be a way to kind of penetrate a little bit better than the idea of his affections or the idea of his emotions. Whereas we, we just try our hardest to make him strong enough to bear everybody's shit.
0: Huh.
1: It's, it's one of the most, excruciating processes emotionally that I have personally experienced where I'm just told that I'm supposed to just be able to take whatever a woman dishes out. So for me, the biggest point of emphasis that I'm going to start with is a man's heart needs to be protected too. And I'm just curious as to what a woman could possibly perceive in such a statement so we can kind of get on the track of making sure that he's cared for emotionally that he's built and sturdy emotionally that he understands that the responsibilities to his own emotions should be considered by not only himself but also the person that he's with it's so much that goes into that statement and i'm just curious as to whether or not women even think about such a thing
0: well I totally agree that men's heart need to be protected as well like I believe that wholeheartedly okay I'm not gonna argue with you there how and ever as a woman that probably goes went into all of my relationship understanding that I cared about the man as well you know like i didn't enter these relationships or any of my relationships, definitely not my marriage assuming that he didn't have feelings and he didn't need to be protected and that he mattered as well like i wasn't trumping my feelings weren't trumping my spouse's feelings ever in my mind right Mm -hmm. the issue (laughs) the issue right and this is probably going to pick up a little bit from part two of the potluck is as a woman As I'm explaining myself, as I'm talking about how I process and how I emote and my feelings and the man who has these same feelings attack me for having feelings and invalidating said feelings because feelings aren't accurate, you know, feelings aren't fact. It kind of removes the mindset that he too experiences things, even though he does maybe in a different way when When men tend to break down a woman's um viewpoint, like say, for instance, there's an issue or an argument, and the woman is explaining herself, and we kind of talked about this before when I'm saying when women say "I feel I feel I feel," we're not calling a thing a thing because we know our perspective can be skewed, and we might be wrong. So we're just expressing how we feel, which I think most therapists relationship counselors would suggest, right. But when a man hears that, they immediately feel like your feelings aren't facts. So why are you presenting them? Right? So then I think that puts the woman in the mental space that maybe he doesn't feel. Maybe he doesn't experience things the way I do. Maybe I need to toughen up so I can try to understand him. So in the... In the same extent where his heart needs to be protected we don't know how to protect his heart because he doesn't really speak that language as far as his protection but we're then supposed to understand something in the way that we would understand it but it's totally different from that so i don't think we have the tools to protect his heart the way his heart needs to be protected in whatever way that is because it definitely doesn't seem to be the way we know how to protect our own did that make sense yes
1: it (laughs) does one of the one of the ways i think we can debunk that theory is when we say that women feel certain things and based on his response to your feelings it seems or feels as if he doesn't care there is a a certain level of wording that needs to be adjusted because in certain instances where women say he acts as if he doesn't care. That's not the case. He didn't sympathize. He cares, but he didn't sympathize. And in most cases, when we have those issues of communicating or the idea that you state of, I feel like, right? Mm -hmm. To me, and this is just me, I don't know about other men, but to me, I think that, The feelings are already established. The resolution or resolve is what we're in search of. So why would I approach your feelings with my feelings? Like to me, it just seems as though when we get in this space of now the both of us are in our fields, where's the resolve gonna come from? So we try to exemplify leadership And honor what it is that you're feeling by not getting in our feelings too. And I think that that's the confusing part of, well, he doesn't care. Because I think that like in the the event of panic, emotional panic or emotional hysteria, would it make sense for him to be just as hysterical or in a panic as you?
0: Well, in the event that we're we're having an argument, I'm not, and we and maybe it's just a disagreement, and we're not arguing because mm-hmm. I think arguing implies yelling. Yeah, whatever. We're just having a disagreement, and we're the woman is expressing what she's experiencing, right? And he just he rejects that because she used the words feelings. And she doesn't, whatever she's saying is now invalidated. It doesn't, not that he doesn't care, but the way the, your feelings aren't facts. That's not what's happening. I don't want to hear about your feelings. That's, I can't deal in that realm of, you know, emotion because I don't know where the, I don't know where the actual issue is. Like, instead of just hearing her, instead of wanting to hear certain things or wanting to sound a certain way, it's just like, you don't get to hear her. So she basically doesn't even, why is she talking, right? Why is she talking? Why is she explaining anything? That's the point of having a disagreement is trying to get on the same page. And if you're not going to validate what she's expressing, regardless if she used the words feelings and you don't understand feelings, it's just like, what do we have? I don't necessarily need you to be emotional to express that you hear me. I don't need you to be emotional to address my concern. I don't need you to panic because uh, something is perceived as a problem to me. I need you to hear what I said and respond to what I'm saying. Even if you don't completely understand, if if we are disagreeing, if you, if you say something that's totally off base to what I'm expressing, I can then say, well, maybe I didn't make myself clear because I'm not saying that. You know, like, but if you just dismiss it, Altogether, together because you don't want to panic or you don't want to express in your feelings, then I think we're not going to get anywhere.
1: So what determines rejection in terms of being hurt? Like, what is it that tends to happen when a woman feels rejected verbally?
0: It, it, it is the, when, when the woman is explaining herself or her anger or her disappointment And she explains it in a way that's like, well, when you do that, that makes me feel like this. And the person says, your feelings, I don't want to talk about your feelings, right? And then you don't know how to explain it any other way. It's like, dude, I'm I'm not saying you did it. I'm just saying it makes me feel that way, right? I understand that might not be your attention. I'm just expressing when you do that, that's how I feel. So if you don't want me to feel that way, you got to do something different. Right. Because that's a connection or explain to me what you actually mean when you do that. So then I can assign a new feeling when that happens. But if if you dismiss it and you tell me my feelings are in fact and I'm just supposed to move with that. OK, my feelings is not fact. I'll shake this off. Like I'm not I feel rejected because we didn't address my issue.
1: OK, OK. So any event that you say what it is that you feel mm-hmm. and the man tells you that was not my intention. Do you still stand on the feelings?
0: If he said, if he says that was not my intention, I can say, okay, so what were you trying to do? So then I can assign a new feeling or idea to that when he does a certain thing, right? Because I just need to know if I'm wrong for feeling this way, if it's like absolutely wrong, what should I be feeling? What should I know about you when you do this?
1: Okay. Now I can respect that. I just know of um, more than one instance where just because you feel the way and a person tells you, well, that's not the intent of what I said or what I've done in response to what you said, they'll just hold to their feelings. And most of the times that kind of makes you reluctant and something that you need to be willing to do, whether that be forgive, whether that is reassess. Um, whether that is go your separate way to evaluate much deeper or much longer than the initial process you took before you presented the problem. Right. So for me, I think that men do hear. We just don't respond in comfortable ways for women to accept. And perhaps perhaps this is the reason why we're here for. Each other. Maybe the way in which we communicate needs a balance. Yeah. So if you have these emotional characteristics about how you communicate and he has the logic, where is the marriage between the two? Maybe you stand in a position emotionally in your communication to where you're not communicating well because it has so much emotional intention behind it. So where's the marriage between the logic and the emotion in terms of communication? But don't say we don't listen because (laughs) we are hearing a lot when we're communicating with our women. We hear that, okay, she's passionate because she's yelling at me. But what she also doesn't realize is that yelling is disrespectful. Okay. Okay. Now she is going into... The emotive space when she's telling me what it feels like to be in the position to where I don't respond a certain type of way. So now the volume on your emotions is probably so loud now that you're not hearing me say this is what I meant when I done this. So you already are at step one where you yelling at me. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I'm addressing. That's the most important now. Your problem is no longer as important as the disrespect I'm experiencing in the moment. Okay. So for me, you need to be willing to see yourself first before you present your problem. Make sure that you're like, you're decent and in order when you present the problem. Because nine times out of 10, this is probably why you feel like you're not being heard. You're yelling at a man that's supposed to be paying attention to the actual issue, not the attitude.
0: Got it. So yeah, in the event that there is no yelling, what, what then? Because you, you said like he hears you, but hearing is not listening. Right. Right. right, Hearing is different from listening because I take listening to be, you heard what I said and you're applying it. Right. Mm -hmm. So idealistically, we're not yelling. Okay. Cause yeah, <laughs> not much is going <laughs> to, not much is going to be resolved when yelling is involved. And I feel like the yeller is usually the one that has the issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they do present their argument in that tone, yeah, you can probably, that's a wrap. It's, it's right, not going right. to go over well. So I, I would hope that when you're presenting your issue, that you have at least worked it out in your head enough to where you can remain calm and right. you're really just focused on the resolution and not just trying to, you know, persecute somebody and tell them what they doing and what they ain't doing and what they need to do. You know? So that's the hope. Like, you're open. You're we, we are bringing this to the table because we need to talk about it. Right? Yeah. And I want to talk. So that's the hope, right? But I do understand that volume control can be an issue for either side. But I feel like when we're in this place of being willing, it's a whole nother ball game of just, I'm willing to be wrong right now. You know, I'm willing to be wrong. I want you to tell me my feelings and my ideas regarding this situation is completely wrong. That's what I'm hoping for. Because this is how I see it. Like, I'm presenting a mistake, perhaps, to you.
1: Like, yeah, I know true, my feelings aren't true.
0: fact. I know that. But I'm bringing it to you because I need... Your guidance here, you know you better than me. So tell me what you mean when this happens or when you say this and when you do this, because you might not intentionally be doing what I'm feeling.
1: Now I need to ask you something before I get into the next point, because I still am like trying to deal with the, (laughs) um, the urgency of women understanding that a man's heart needs to be protected. Right. Okay. You said that you're like open to being proven wrong. Mm hmm. right Right. and that in this openness to be proven correct or wrong either Uh of the two you're seeking some sense of guidance from right the man that you're having this interaction with Mm -hmm. guidance is a buzzword that we have to touch on because women are not willingly being led (laughs) what that's not a thing anymore Like we have to, we have to show ourselves approved. It's not a willing thing to do. It's not me speaking from my perspective. It's me speaking from what we see in society today. So when you say like, I'm willing, there's an understanding of the importance of leadership and followership that we Uh have to speak on in order for us to be willing to do anything in a relationship. So where do we start with? being willing to be led as women? Where do we start with this?
0: So, I mean, I feel like a lot of this comes from the Bible (laughs) for me, because I can, I I don't know every woman, but I know the women that I know and myself, of course. And I feel like our first initial idea regarding being led started from church. Mm -hmm. And we understood that the man that we should follow needs to follow God unfortunately like church and religion and spirituality may not be high on the list of you know society today right and so you are looking for outside signs of if this person is a true leader right and unfortunately Mm -hmm. it falls on how much money he makes and how he takes care of himself and does he take care of himself and what, what is he doing like it falls on like these these things that might not be the most important but they are the telltale signs of how he's getting along in life and that's what these women are using to determine if they should follow this person and I I, I don't know what else they should go by like how, what else should they be going by maybe that's the question if we don't if we don't go to church with these men right and nobody is using that model of being in church and finding a man that's also in church and stuff like that. If nobody's using that model, then how would a woman know without Mm -hmm. being superficial who to select as a leader? So I'm assuming it is a long, drawn out process of getting to know somebody and, you know, getting to see how they handle things to make this determination. But I guess if you're trying to do it quick at a glance, you're looking at, his financial standings, which is unfortunate because that doesn't mean anything.
1: Right. And I'm glad you said that because the reason I asked that question is because just Mm -hmm. my opinion, the way in which we determine leadership is based on approval and not affirming. Hmm. Right. Right. Which is again, a part of your willingness to be led. Right. So if you're saying in one instance, I'm looking for guidance, I'm looking for leadership, but you're still going to make him prove that he's capable. And what part of this do you affirm him to be what you may not be able to see in those moments of question, where you know you feel away and you may not see exactly what he's saying, But again, he's still supposed to be the leader. He's still supposed to be effective in decision making. But just Mm -hmm. because you can't see it, you question it, you tear it down, you you do all of the things that prove to be disbelief based on the emotions that you're showing. Why would he be willing to to prove leadership or to assert leadership if every time? those moments of you not being able to see something completely through. That means you it's okay or permissive to tear it apart, to pick it apart and to judge the leadership that you're saying you're looking for.
0: Hmm, that's good. I really appreciate that this conversation is going here because I feel like a large issue between men and women is you know men trying to take the place as a leader Mm -hmm. and women trying to take the place as a follower or you know at least in support of the man's leadership um it's hard and it's not hard because the man is not showing and proving that he's worthy to follow so when we're talking about this worthy to follow man i'm hoping y'all are in a relationship and you already understand that he's worth the follow okay Mm -hmm. you know this is not i just met him he seemed to have things. No, I think <laughs> right. it takes a little bit of time to determine right. if you should even be involved with somebody. I'm hoping you're not involving yourself that you would not be able to follow their lead. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, this, I'm a, specifically to speak to people who are, you know, close to marriage are married. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is important. I have been in a position to where I know for a fact, my husband questioned if I trusted his leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. And I never felt like I ever questioned his leadership. I just knew that I wanted to understand more about the path he was taking. Right? But sometimes mm. a question in general tends to discourage the man in your belief in him, right? Just a question. <laughs> just a simple question. Right? And I don't I don't feel like women intend for their questions to mean that much. We just kind of want to see what you see. Do, do we have it right? Maybe we don't. Maybe we do. I don't know how you feel, but um, could you just, I just, I want to see what you see. Right? Not that mm-hmm. I don't believe you have reason and a good idea on why we're going this way. I just want to understand it as you. So maybe I need to pick up my feet. You know, maybe I need to walk a little faster. I don't know. I just want to see what you see. And I don't think the curiosity always comes across as eagerness for men.
1: Mm. Wow, I believe you and what you're saying. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> that ain't bad That's not the case for a I lot. I mean, of it possibly isn't,
0: to. but I think that's something to keep in mind because I think a lot gets misconstrued. Yeah, I think a lot. Like we would have to like take a a, a survey and ask women like, "What is your intention?" When you seem to be picking apart his leadership, Mm -hmm. because I don't, I'm not going to say I am hundred percent confident that they are picking apart the leadership. Now I cannot dismiss it. That's the way the man feels again. This is something that needs to be discussed. Maybe the man needs to deal in his feelings and express what it feels like when this happens. So the woman can explain herself And make clear what she's doing instead of letting him rely on what it appears to be and feels like to
1: him. Yeah, I think what that process begins to take when it builds shape is that the questions that you're asking are a part of the job you're you've depended on him to do. And being a part of the process sometimes is not enough for the woman. Because the emotions that she responds to definitely evoke fear, definitely evoke, you know, question. There's a lot of things that he's not responding to in the moments of possibly being scared himself, of possibly being questioned or, you know, having questions himself. So like in those spaces where you're met with, well, why you keep asking me all these questions? The reason why he's probably responding in the way that he's responding is because you're asking him everything he has to look past to get you to the destination. So if you're asking me the very things that are terrifying me in the moment of me making this man movement towards the promised land, we got to get this family to or you're asking me the questions that I am well aware are a precaution but i can't respond to because i have to fearlessly protect you i have to fearlessly provide for you and all you're doing is reiterating my fear you're reiterating my discomfort so in those moments of you questioning him it's almost like you're the devil on the right shoulder when (laughs) he's trying to stand in alignment with the angel on the left
0: so, what I just heard, tell me if I am wrong, that sometimes the questions sound more like the doubt and the yeah. fear and the anxiety. Right. right. And he really needs to silence those so he can move forward in confidence in what he believes needs to be done.
1: Be done. Exactly.
0: Right. Now. So, I can understand that. I, I literally can understand that because I get it. But a part of me also says, like, if, why can't he just own up to it being a fearful treacherous journey
1: okay because how much how much of him admitting the fear changes his responsibility
0: I don't know I don't I don't see why it has to I don't think you if this is the way we need to go we've come this far right we can't really turn Mm -hmm. around why you scared we gotta do it
1: yeah but see that's (laughs) the thing like it doesn't it's not that easy for a man like imagine imagine like your woman for like for guys that are listening your woman is being disrespected by a man that is much stronger much more in shape you know rip six eight pack tricep bicep big vein busting out his neck and you out of shape <laughs> and you know that immediately upon stepping to this man in the defense of your wife you gonna get your ass kicked And she can look at this man that's attacking her and feel the same things. Is he supposed to submit to how she feels in that moment, even though he feels the exact same way? Or is he supposed to believe on things that are more or less realistic to his responsibilities, making sure that she's protected out of the way of harm and danger? And that somehow some way this man is going to know that even though I can't take you down, you are to respect me and my family. I can't respond to the multiple of emotion that you're adding upon my own. This is, the, this is why the balance needs to be there. It needs to be a balance of emotive and logical. It needs to be this balance because if we all are just responding to feelings all the time, then somewhere we're going to lose the logic and the reality of what we're dealing with. And sometimes we can't just say, okay, let's just bail out of here because there is some things we have to stand for.
0: Right. So I don't like, so I agree with you and I, and you have shed a light on a lot of like the process that the man is going through when he's leading. Right. But mm-hmm. I do not feel that just because we're up against some, some things we fear are the unknown or whatever that discussing that changes the mental clarity that he needs to get us through, right? I don't feel like discussing it changes it. I feel like if anything, now I could be wrong, but I just <laughs> feel like the discussing it could make the journey a little bit easier. Because if once you explain it, she she once you kind of point it out, oh oh yes okay, I'm good. I get it. I know why you're moving like you're moving right now. I feel okay. like maybe the communication could could make it simpler,
1: could shift a little bit. So, let me give you an example, and I want to see what you say to this example, right? Okay. Let's just say you and your husband are displaced
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in where you're hanging out. You don't normally do this shit here, but Mm -hmm. it's in support of somebody you love, right? Yeah. Okay, it might be a birthday party for somebody you truly care about, and they decided to have it at a club, okay? Uh Uh-huh. You go to this party knowing that you're displaced, you and your spouse, and out of nowhere, at some random point of being in this displacement, some man just slaps you on your ass out of nowhere, right? Okay. This is the same man that literally outweighs and outnumbers your husband in body mass in arm and with whatever it is that you can think about in terms of muscle and physical capability. What is he supposed to communicate to you in that moment?
0: I don't know. I I truly <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. But let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you one thing. My ass will be fine. I don't want my husband to go to jail again trouble, right? <laughs> I don't want them to fight. Like we could, we could move around. We could leave. Whatever. I'm, I'm probably not trying to let them fight. You understand?
1: I'm
0: pretty sure that's where his mind is. Okay. That's probably what I'm trying to avoid, right? Because that's just unnecessary, right? I don't, I don't want my husband's beautiful face to get punched or anything like that. Like I want to protect him just as much as he want to protect me. It's an idiot. Okay we going to go right. tell some, we go, we, we, I will go communicate to somebody, whoever, wherever, that he needs to leave. He, he is, you know, assaulting people. And, um, yeah, but we don't, we don't need to go to jail. We don't need no bruises. We don't need none of that.
1: Okay. Absolutely. But that, not. again, I believe you. <laughs> right? We, we talking, we talking to you. I, I believe you. Mm-hmm. But then the thing is, when, when this is other people, in other circumstances and other beliefs his willingness to to almost not step up to the plate like him being willing to just let that ride that's a different conversation when you go home that's a different that's a that's almost degradation of your respect when you on that ride home with your woman
0: i get it but i have i i need to say something to the women right here who thinks that this definitely needs to be uh, a knockout drag out, right? So here's mm-hmm. it here it is. I I have long since I have seen it in action. I have long felt like the damsel in distress and expecting a man to jump to is unreasonable. Mm. I do. And because and and for reasons because it is not always feasible for things to happen the way you see it in your mind. Right? Like I know I'm a reasonable person. I know that about myself. I get it. And I know it's probably hard for people to even allow their minds to accept these ideas but for real like it is not feasible like just because you're in trouble he can't snap to and be there in that instant in that moment and beat people up or you know save you from hurting yourself like he he cannot be everywhere at all times right he cannot and he cannot do what you feel like like a lot of that damsel in distress being rescued mindset is in fairy tale land it is not based in reality and if we could just be honest. It's almost the same as if the mother and her child. You're going to do everything you can to protect your child, but there is limitations towards that. You can't be everywhere at all times. Yeah, you may be able to show up somewhere later after you found out what happened, but you cannot be everywhere at all times. So there is a level of reasonability and reality that you have to accept of your limitations. And I feel like if women are struggling to give that man that leeway and not have this fairy tale expectation of him to be able to save them from everything that could be endangering them, I think that puts them in a better place as men and women.
1: And I totally agree. And I think, okay, let me dial this back because I'm I'm talking directly to you as if there's nobody listening to this. Okay. But the reason why these examples are so important and it ties directly into Protecting a man's heart is because a lot of what we experience in manhood is always tied to our manhood. So, Mm -hmm. in the event of making a mistake, that's a reflection of your manhood. In the event of being misguided, not knowing, not feeling, not thinking, anything that a man can do within the realms of humanity is tied to his manhood. So, The reason why this is so important to the willingness is I want you to see the person that you're seeing. I want you to almost understand that his humanity is not a flaw because those things that he's always willing to do. A lot of times that comes from the confusion of his own emotional character within himself. Because all he knows is how you're going to respond to that moment of this strange man smacking you on the ass. Mm -hmm. He's not going to respond to the fact that I could be killed in this very moment. And then to know that of those two variables of defending your woman or defending your lives together, one choice can totally alter his manhood as a whole. Whether that is in the face of the other men in society or, most importantly, the woman that he lays next to at home. That is a stressful existence to be in.
0: I imagine so. I imagine so. Again, I just, I prefer at the end of the day that I have him. So I don't want him to put himself in danger. Right and that's how I'm always looking at it. Like there's <laughs> like that that scenario, I get it being a very tough one to deal with cuz I even if I react and my husband wants to react and I don't allow it, I know my husband's going to replay that scene in his head a million times, right? Mm-hmm. And while we might not never talk about it again, he's still living it. And he might not like the way he handled it, right? But at the end of the day, if we end up back at home, unscathed i'm good
1: right right that's what i want right
0: that's that's how i would want it to be handled like that's how important he is to me that i I don't need him to be a superhero
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i understand the human limitations right i would hope that nobody was that crazy yeah
1: and that's what i feel like protects his heart right you know not not putting those
0: expectations
1: unrealistic expectations right. on him that's like, protecting I, his heart it's
0: not fair that's that like women can imagine just like women have their own issues that they have issue with men about that they feel like men don't understand and may be unrealistic about like maybe there's men out there that expect women to look like models 100 percent of the time right and women know they got mm-hmm. downtime. like looking a certain way takes a certain amount of work and they don't want to feel like they have to be on all the time. And the man that would expect that will make a woman feel like he's not reasonable. This is not reality. So it's that type of thing. To expect the man to be on all the time and be moving like this action figure, you know, (laughs) can do all these things that, you know, handle you know, like a little kid play with that action figure and they just do everything right every time, but it's in their mind Mm -hmm. and it's not really real. Yeah. And I feel like women have to accept like some things are in your mind and it's not really real. Wow. And that's it. And accept that because it's not fair for the man in your life to be put under that pressure. Now we, we, we talked about this in potluck part two, but a lot of times, regardless of what that woman is believing and how she feels and what she wants her significant other to do, he will still have these pressures upon himself. And she may not be able to change that. No matter how much she says, baby, you're most important. I want you to be okay. He might just still feel like he got to be on all the time. And what can she do if that's his idea?
1: Mm. One of the things that I truly believe is A huge disadvantage to the willingness on both sides is that we don't honor our gifts the way that we are supposed to and this speaks directly to women I know how women feel when we have these conversations about nurturing and how it feels to nurture the man that you're with and how sometimes it feels like almost a relationship shift between husband wife boyfriend girlfriend boo and boo Mm thing and it just immediately shifts to mother and son Mm. but that is not the case for why and how you are to approach your gift of nurturing those are just innate things that you have that the world needs to experience in order to understand and better take care of so I say this to say in most cases, when you ask a woman what she's supposed to do, most of the time it's the things that she hates to do because these are not things that are going to always yield you a reward. Just like protection and provision are things that men are supposed to do that are not going to always yield you a reward. It's something that you just have to do. And. For me, I think that like one of the most influential actions that a woman could take in moments like that is to nurture the situation the way that she knows best to do. Always make sure that he understands that I don't fear nothing more than losing you. Mm -hmm. Like nurture that part of that man that feels like I have to stand before Goliath to prove myself to a woman that I'm supposed to already have. I'm supposed to already belong with this person like you should you should nurture those feelings that you know he wants to have more experience with or evolve in like nurture those things instead of you know the you supposed to be the man you supposed to be the provider you supposed to be this because that's what's going to drive him in those mistakes that he's going to make that could potentially cost you in the relationship, right? The same for men. Like if you know that she sees what I don't know why we have this in relationships, but we do. Um, we have the the ideal versus the reality. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I had this conversation last night where a young lady was explaining to me that her husband made some comments on her weight after all of the years that they have, you know, been together and the, the consensus based on the women that were in the conversation was the women feel like the man is not supposed to tell you about yourself after so long, considering all of what y'all have been through together, whether that be the children aging, no longer in your prime. Your youth has surpassed all of these different variables of the reasons why this man can't be honest about still wanting to be attracted to the physical aspect of who you are. So in that moment, I realized that we'll take the pardon over the truth. You would rather (laughs) me spare your feelings, the feelings that I'm responsible for, And I'm supposed to be willing to consider. Right. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to have this willingness to to hear you and to receive you. But of course, only when it's conditioned to make you feel good or feel better about whatever it is that you feel directly. But I'm not supposed to tell you what makes the difference for me in the relationship, considering that I'm supposed to protect you. I'm supposed to make these certain provisions to make sure that you are in the best care and consideration in this relationship. So I can't tell you that 20 pounds make a difference to my attraction to you.
0: That's unfair.
1: Yeah, that's unfair. But I'm supposed to be willing to love you willing to entertain you intimately sexually, all of these different things, when everything about what makes me attracted to you Is shifting and changing. It's a very uncomfortable conversation to have, but Ah. I have to nurture. I have to still nurture that situation, too. I have to put myself in the position with you to say we need to go to the gym. I still want us to exist in our youth. I want to feel the way that I felt when I met you back in 87. That was a highlight of my life that I've been stuck on. And I still feel like I see that same girl from 87 but life is taking too much control over our health, mm-hmm. our weight. Like we, we have to be willing to do the things that make us uncomfortable just as much as the things that make us comfortable. So it's so much that goes into that. But I think that women have to be okay with their gifts. Like you're, you are the nurturer in this space. And sometimes that, that comes at and a huge expense, but I guarantee you doing it for the person that you love, something's going to be reciprocated. And that to me is what makes this willingness conversation so significant because it is an exchange. It's a, it's a balance to it. It's not just a sacrifice.
0: Right, I feel like but a not- lot of times women, we have a lot of questions and we 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 are curious about the men who seem mysterious when they cannot communicate what they think and feel So they remain a mystery because when they do communicate what they think and feel and it doesn't sound like something we want to hear or address or what we feel like men should be saying to us as the women that they love or whatever, like it's hushed, it's rejected. And so a lot of men will remain mysterious to their, you know, significant others because they honestly know that it won't be welcome. But just the way you explained it so beautifully, like I am tied to when we met and I want us to reserve preserve that as much as we can by taking care of ourselves or whatnot. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like for you to love somebody and go through all of those things together and then tell them what they cannot tell you <laughs> in regards to your physicality right. is rude. And, and it's just not right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, y'all been through a lot together. Y'all still together. He gets to tell you, Baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. baby like i don't know this is a lot it's a lot it it, it don't have to be like that it don't got to be like that and i feel like i feel like we should give the men we love room and space to be honest now of course we want it to sound a certain way but even if it don't like let's not catch it with our ass, you know, <laughs> you know, like we yeah, can still, we yeah. got we got two hands, they're free. We can try to understand it as much as we can. And I know that's a lot to say, but like, if we're there for each other and we've been together for so long, like there should be some built in understanding that we're not trying to hurt each other. Like there's love here. So even if things don't sound loving, we can place that veil over it because we yeah. know what this is. And I, I, I wish right. we could do that a whole lot more, but I understand that's challenging, but like, To like finalize some of the points that I wanted to hit on um, being willing, like I said earlier on, it's really about being willing to accept your shortcomings. It's really understanding like what your issues were and trying to make them right. Like you might not be able to resolve the complete issue, but if you can just like be aware of it so it doesn't, you know, stick out like a sore thumb every time something happens, like that helps. Like a lot of times we're just not mentally prepared for what a a serious, meaningful relationship will look like. We don't know that this is the relationship that's going to end up being a marriage. So we we, we just have to kind of just open our hearts and just understand that we deserve love so this is what it's gonna this is what it is and while it's scary and you know it's just as treacherous as the path that that man is trying to lead us to we have to be open and willing to you know trust that this is it this is what the love i've been looking for is and no it's nothing like the fairy tale i was sold into or bought into but like this is it like i know this is it and it's just not going to be the BS you imagined, but it's going to be so much more. And I really want women and men to embrace the difference and embrace the change that is required to dwell in this, this relationship that's going to take them to the next level. And I know it's hard. And I know it's unlearning of a whole lot of things, but it's just what's necessary. And you're not the only one that does it. And you might not, nobody may not talk about it as much as they should, but most people, if they're still in those relationships, they did a lot of changing, a lot. And it's normal. It is normal to feel like you were the strong woman when y'all met and now you're more understanding. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you, ain't nothing wrong wrong with that you love this man this man loves you he bends and you bend and this is just the way it is
1: yeah
0: i want that to be clear more than anything because i feel like people feel like they got a a reputation to uphold and they got to be this and they got to be there and i'm like lose that lose that this is going to be a compromise the whole way through and as long as y'all are not rigid and stuck in your way y'all will be fine
1: absolutely absolutely And I truly think that this conversation in terms of willingness is going to transition well, because a lot of what we put on people in terms of responsibility is just merely putting pressure on them. It's not even to defend against the world it's more or less to defend against your ego. So it. It puts your partner at a disadvantage because most of the time, neither one of us really knows, you know, what we're thinking in terms of this relationship. Because in most cases, the first thing we do is respond to what we feel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not always the idea to communicate. So I know for a fact that there's this this fairy tale between us both that we have to discuss in terms of you know the knight in shining armor or the damsel in distress like what does that mean for your partner Mm -hmm. because a lot of people weren't trained for war that are suited in the armor Mm -hmm. so like you you still want him to just play this role that he was never fit for or a woman needing a man for certain things that you're not familiar with, all you know is, you only know how to cater to one type of person. And we have to really go into that so that we could be willing to um, be better to each other. Mm-hmm. But um, I really enjoyed everything about this conversation because it started off with me venting, but then again, <laughs> I feel like I learned a little bit about why I feel the way that I feel and it's going to adjust the approach that I'm going to probably have in part two. So I appreciate this.
0: I do too. I do too. I learned so much. Like you gave so much uh, perspective and shed so much light on the way the man feel feels when he's questioned and why they don't like welcome question all the time, because then it makes them realize kind of makes it more real for them. Like, what we're going to go through (laughs) like oh my god right right. do i really want to do this like she's making me talk about it. i'm having to answer these questions and now the fear is growing for me like that was a beautiful way to explain that and it makes it more clear for me so i appreciate this conversation just for being able to you know solidify that that understanding there
1: yeah i you know and i don't know it might be other men that might see that whole you know ideal differently but Uh i know for me i just want to be honest and transparent and show the vulnerability of men who have to think or have to perform in those situations. So, if you are a man and you have another variable to that experience, definitely share that with me because I want to represent you as much as possible so that um, not only my views and experiences are heard, but also other men that we get to express what it is that you feel. In those moments of question, because I do feel like women deserve to understand where their leadership is coming from, you know, because, again, in proper leadership, we've always felt that, you know, the man that follows God is the man to follow.
0: Right. And I also wanted to extend the same thing to the women. Like, I understand and wholeheartedly accept that you might not agree with a lot of my stances and the things that I believe uh, might not you know make sense to you so i welcome your opinion and your take on what that looks like for you because we we want to represent the full experience as much as we can like it's impossible like i i am one to always speak for what i know and i know me more than anything else and so like i welcome the other ideas surrounding what it looks like to be in relationship with a man and how you feel and what you don't feel and all that other stuff so yeah Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We want y'all to communicate with us. We want y'all to feel safe expressing yourselves and why, you know, you feel the way you feel because this is how the conversation grows.
1: That is true. So let us know what you thought about this conversation. Um, This is Willingness Part 1. We definitely have a follow-up coming in Part 2 that goes a little bit further and deeper into this conversation any comments questions anything whatever that is, um, definitely send it in to us at who gets love across the board we're just about on every platform you can think of so that's who gets love across the board facebook twitter instagram email is who gets love at gmail.com um hit us up in the dm message email what else do we have we have Ratings and reviews that we need to request from you all as well Um, Let us know what you think about the content so that it could be promoted and pushed ahead of a lot of the competitive Content that you do see on your podcast apps it kind of makes it easier for us and The search engine optimization and a whole list of other things that kind of help us to reach platforms and other people so definitely leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Thank you to those who, who already have done so. We really appreciate yes, it. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I do have uh, three current reviews so far that we are very appreciative for. And I wanna shout those uh, three people out on the show. So um, thank you too. Let's see how we can pronounce this. I'm gonna practice this in my head for two <laughs> seconds. Because I get these names kind of screwed. The first one is from someone by the name of Alex Yehorov. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but um, I'm going to spell it as Y-E-H-O-R-O-V. He left us a he left us a review in the inception of the show when we had just started which was like shocking because we hadn't even been out that long. So I'm um, appreciative of him as well as Noah Jones, 78, Appreciate somebody you. somebody that found us in the Facebook group. So um, definitely Facebook is helping to get us to where we need to be. And lastly, um, she who seeks God. I want to say thank you to thank you, you so for, much. um, more recently placing your review and your rating on our apple podcast page as well so thank you three for the love and support hopefully more of you guys will let us know how you think about the content right. man i really enjoy this process i'm pretty sure you all are doing the same so please just let us know what you think about it but that's all we got so you got anything else
0: no that's it i just wanted to add to the fact like the ratings like some people just do the star ratings I appreciate that. Can you do both, please? Like the rating and the comments <laughs> help out because we don't Absolutely. see who's leaving the the ratings on like just the stars. So, but if you can also comment that helps out a ton and that helps us understand who we're reaching, when we're reaching. And, you know, encouragement always helps. It always does. And it makes us feel like we're, you know, reaching someone and touching them and making them think and see things a different way. So we just love the feedback in any way that we can get it. So Thank you again. Absolutely.
1: And that concludes part one of the willingness on who gets love. We will see you guys and girls soon with part two. Peace and blessings. Bye bye.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in finding more episodes of Who Gets Love, you may find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and many more. Thanks for listening.